Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any comments about the new Star Wars movie? La 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 la. And the recently released Star Wars trailer? La 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 la. Are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Adam? I'm sorry, Karen. Did you say something? For those of you not in the know, Adam is not watching Star Wars trailers. I haven't seen a thing. But it hasn't officially... There's one that's been officially released, and then there's one that was like uh, Sneaky Cam, right? Is Somebody it? had a Sneaky Cam. At a <laughs> sneaky Cam. No, sneaky I Cam, trademark, copyright, Sneaky pending. Cam. Though, uh, Bart, I have something that might blow your mind and your world. Okay. It might open up and just crack open and be gooey. <clears throat> sneaky Cam is done on purpose by the studios. Oh. oh. I knew it, just like Mickey Mouse on Hollywood Boulevard. They could stop I, it if they wanted to. They could stop it. What they to. do is they hire a guy to go in with, with a real camera who's allowed mm-hmm. to go in there when they show it, you know, to the paying audience. Yep. He sneaky cams it and then releases oh, it on YouTube. That's a great conspiracy theory. I've been so Blair nobody, Witch. So nobody who paid to see the movie and to see the preview can complain because it's mm-hmm. all done surreptitiously and it's some guy who released it. Yeah, they Blair Witch that shit. But we have a friend of the show <laughs> Why is it always who's a been Chinese hired guy, to do that before. <gasps> what? That's brilliant. Here's the deal. Paul never, got up and left. There was never a sneaky cam version of the trailers. No. no, the one that I just saw on Facebook, there was a sneaky cam at some convention of everyone. That was the Rebels. Yes. But they have they have released all of those oh, officially. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like Batman versus Superman. That was a sneaky cam. Somebody sneaky cam that? That was before it came out. Yeah. yeah. However, it was a great week to not see the Force Awakens trailer because they I released, do that every week. They released a uh, like a five minute preview of Star Wars Rebels season two, which looks amazing. They released that in-game trailer to Star Wars uh, there's a there's a Star Wars game where you battlefront and that looks awesome that looks like you're in Return of the Jedi you know Adam you for that? a guy with his fingers in his ears you know a lot about what's going on <laughs> Well, I know Star, Star Wars. Okay. I know better than to watch Force Awakens and <laughs> obsess on like Phantom Menace was a great still is a great trailer. But I studied the shit out of it and it's like and you just wait for this to happen or that to happen because you're like, "Ooh, where's that moment from the trailer?" We're a bit know? too savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh here's something that we never even think about out here in LA because the weather is so amazing. My brother Bob, he lives in near Buffalo, New York. And he said, I went and I went to a movie or something and he saw the trailer on YouTube and he was all excited. And then he found out that it comes out at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait. But people back home can wait because that means shitty weather starts. <laughs> so they're looking forward to it. But at the same time, he's like, I don't want that to happen because then it's going to be crappy for four months. It's the first non-May Star Wars release or June or summertime. It was really originally yeah. supposed to be May, but they ran behind schedule and so they just had to push it. Yeah. Yeah, every other Star Wars movie meant summertime, but yep. not this one. Meant mm. opening right. on my birthday. We'll, we'll get more and to that tra- trailer. I had to go later. watch crappy one, two, and three. Paul made me see it on my birthday. Uh, there's Jar Jar cra- Binks. I believe there's only a crappy one. Two and uh, three, pretty acceptable. Also we stood bad. outside. Isn't two all just the cool. talkie? It's the talkie talk. No. Two is Attack of the Clones, but the clones no. never attack. In fact, they're good guys. Welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. <laughs> Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. Uh, we arrived in this country with clothing, U.S. dollars, and a jar of gypsy tears to protect us from AIDS. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. 
They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, PulpEpic.com, YouTube, Player.fm, and of course, TheMovieGuys.net, absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, and share and like posts. You can do all that stuff at no charge. We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Basically, just search The Movie Guys on Yahoo, Google, or... And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Chicken McLousy House Pet. Karen Volpe. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear. And Bart Caius. He didn't bump you. He didn't slam you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you, son. And rubbing is racing. <laughs> we are joined all show long by an actress impressionist, stand up comic, and self proclaimed goof who has appeared on goof. America's oh, Got that's Talent. That's so nice of you to <laughs> You're going to fit that. in. Pulled it right from the website. Yeah. And uh, she's also provided voice talent for Family Guy, Melissa Villasenor. Hey. 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 hey! Thanks for having me. It's not a hard name to screw up. That's a great Melissa. name. No. Uh, uh, Villasenor, man. Villasenor. Yeah. It means Village up? of the Wolves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> v, uh, I think it's Manhouse. Manhouse. Nice. Manhouse, Manhouse. coming this fall. <laughs> <laughs> you but won't there. believe what you see in Manhouse. And as ever, we'll give you your weekend essential previews of what's new in theaters. Oh, boy. Don't go into the multiplex unprepared. Check in with us. We'll tell you what's coming out, including three films to end April. If last week was Steer Clear of Furious 7 week, then this week must be Steer Clear of Avengers week, <laughs> as we present three films that are neither good enough to get an Oscar or bad enough to come out in January. <laughs> Which is good, right? Sure. Uh, including Age of Adeline, where a woman stays 29 years old for decades. What is this, Paul? The Catherine Zeta-Jones oh. biopic? Yeah, no <laughs> uh, also, Russell Crowe in The Water Diviner, which must be some kind of Noah sequel. And uh, something called Little Boy. Hey, where's your cane, Tiny Tim? Yeah, it's really too soon to make any diagnosis. Let's just say you're a little boy. <gasps> title. We have, we, title. We have title. We need a super cop. <laughs> <laughs> we have title right in the trailer. They may have actually, yeah, they may have broken the record. Usually the record's held by super cop, which actually says the title in like the opening line. No, this says like it in the trailer. in the trailer. Now, Melissa, we are movie guys. Pretty hardcore, tuned yeah. into what's going on. Have you heard of any of these movies as a casual movie guard? I see. I'm pretty bad, but I did hear. Uh, my mom wants to see the the girl that's the 29. What is it called? Age of Adeline. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I saw the Jurassic World trailer. Of course. We're all getting psyched <laughs> see, up. That's really good. That's so She's funny. right. I, I've never seen such a steer clear week for Hollywood because it is Furious 7 and Avengers. And it's like this week, it's like, when do you release these movies? They all look pretty good, but I'm not going to see any of them. I want to see Age of Adeline. I agree with her mom, though. I want to see that. Yeah. 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 It looks charming. And it's Harrison Ford. Her. They had made Harrison Ford. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like a romantic comedy, only with less comedy. <laughs> well, this it's billed as a uh, romantic comedy wartime drama. Did you see the, the heading yes. for this? <laughs> oh, one of those a again. A whole bunch of darts just going against is, the Is that wall. in the box next to PG-13? It's like, warning, may contain <laughs> the may word May contain art. romance. Mmm. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, get to that movie first. But first, some quick shout-outs. Um, <clears throat> I want to shout-out to our friends at TheHaterNation. Shout-out! TheHaterNationShow.com. They just, uh, we do need a theme song. Shout this could out. be a regular segment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just calling these guys out because they're our buddies. They're good. Uh, MC and Ali were at the red carpet of the Nova Film Fest, the Northern Virginia Film Fest. Mm -hmm. Anyone getting behind movies? We get behind that. So, well done, guys. And check out their uh, shows from that red carpet. TheHaterNationShow.com. And uh, I want to also shout out to at guy from KCMO, 
Shout yeah. out to Twitter handles. I but know. this guy This guy's awesome. Is the best. Yeah. Yes. Liking liking our videos, retweeting our stuff, giving us a uh, love and I feel so we like appreciate it. It's my mom who came up with a Twitter handle <laughs> and just is like, I want you to know I like, I you, like guys. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. He likes our stuff. You do you, you do it. What's your name of your podcast? Melissa show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa show. You ever feel like you're just a I don't know why I couldn't why I didn't do Melissa's show, but I guess it's It's not the Melissa show. That's a it's lot just of Melissa show. Melissa show. Yeah. That's Mystery a lot show. of S's. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I saw Melissa's show with uh, Angelina I, Julie, right? <laughs> no. I think that's how I talk. I don't speak cr- that well. So Some people oh, have yeah. a way with words. <laughs> Some people Other have people way. Have yeah. no way. Uh, do you ever feel like you're just shouting into ether and then you, it's real gratifying when people like get back to you and interact, right? Oh, oh on Twitter? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or wherever. Yeah. Or at the grocery store, yeah. library, yeah. DMV, yeah. anywhere you might be. I went to one your of the, porch. I went to one of your videos that had a million seven hundred thousand yeah. views. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's probably when I was was just straight impressions. Yeah. yeah. Topless? Was it the topless? Topless one? was it? Yeah. yeah it was one of Always helps to be. I topless. do all my vines topless. You must have been sure to hashtag it with all those celebrities, and then you know, you know that people found it. Also, shout out to damndirtygeeks.com. Uh, Frank Woodward, former guest of the show, who we saw at WonderCon. This is his new thing, another podcast and website he is launching. All geeky stuff. They're all weirded out now about the Planet of the Apes. Was it 75th? Anniversary? Is it? 50th or something? It was 69, Well, books before show, right? Uh, oh, 69, maybe. Freedom Summer? They would know. Planet of the Apes? They would know. They know. So, the apes would I'm know. not in charge of knowing. Go get them, Frank. So, all right, well, let's get to that movie uh, we were talking about earlier at the box office this week. There's a new Harrison Ford movie. Woo-hoo! Joey, is that you? Nope, sadly, it's not that. <laughs> and I didn't want to play a clip from the trailer, so oh, that's, an, that's you. Return of the Jedi. Thank you. It's uh, Age of Adeline. Karen, let's tell the people what it's about. Fuck and roll! <laughs> Wait, are you saying Han and Chewie are in the trailer? Fuck you. Yeah, it's... Never mind. Don't watch it. The Age of Adeline is a romantic fantasy born of every Hollywood agent's dreams as Blake Lively stars as a woman who doesn't age. Blake Lively plays Adeline, a woman whose life has changed when she's struck by lightning. Giving her superpowers. Oh, just in time for summer. What's her superpower? Laser eyes, porcupine skin, the ability to understand Terrence Malick movies. She gains the power to never age again. Now, what good is that for fighting crime? (laughs) Well, it looks like... uh, Looks like things take a turn when Adeline meets Ellis Jones, played by Michelle Huisman, who I love on Game of Thrones. Do you mean you've never heard of him? Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Adeline decides that Ellis may be the man for whom she's willing to lose her immortality. Maybe he was struck by lightning and giving the ability to symbolize the loss of virginity. And that's when Adeline meets Ellis' father, played by Harrison Ford. We eat when we're not hungry, drink when we're not thirsty, we buy what we don't need, and throw away everything that's useful. Why sell a man what he wants? Sell him what he doesn't need. Pretend he's got eight legs and two stomachs and money to burn. It's wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay, that should have been a Star Wars clip. That's <laughs> no, right. No mosquito coast. <laughs> yeah, no mosquito coast. The tension rises as a father mosquito swears coast. he fell in love with Adeline years ago. Hollywood actresses are unanimously saying of Blake Lively's performance as the woman who never ages, that bitch. (laughs) And does that come in a cream? But seriously, if I knew I was going to look like that forever, you bet I'd be hooking up with every hot guy that I could find. They'd grow old and I never would. So fuck yeah. 
There's a sequel in the works where Adeline, the woman who doesn't age, meets Benjamin Button, the man who ages in reverse. They end up having kids that don't exist. <laughs> hey, I've had kids that don't exist. <laughs> Best part about kids? Making them. Yeah, right? It's all downhill after Karen that. and I have had many, many failed attempts at having kids. Oh, well, congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. The, the title of this sounds so Explains much... Explains the marks on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> The title of this sounds so much like a book or like a thing, that, and like it's really got this kind of clashy. I think they should just invent a whole backstory, like a, like, like the French translation. And the, I mean, it doesn't sound like there was a, a French novel that was translated and beloved, and then finally, yeah. finally, it's a movie. I think that, I don't know. Maybe De- not so much beloved, but definitely translated. Yeah. <laughs> don't you feel like that French girl from Amelie should be playing this part? Yeah, this was originally called like. Un chouan d'Andalène. Yeah. You know, and like, now we get the dumb American. We get the dumb American version. Credit Porte Adeline. L'Ange. L'Ange d'Adeline. But I think this is a swing right out of the gate original from top to bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. It has a classy feel about it. I feel like it's kind of um, going back to that whole idea of, you know, romantic comedies that don't exist anymore. But this one has war in it, and um, I think bad things happen, so still, there's drama. I remember when we were tracking. There being no romantic comedies anymore. Is that still a thing? I think um, it is. Can you name one? This is no, the closest I mean, thing. Paul Blart. If they didn't come out in, in February during uh, Valentine's <laughs> well, Day. Well, because this one almost... I don't know about you, but I fell in love, Karen. <laughs> Paul Blart. This one could almost be a romantic comedy. I just don't see much comedy. Well, I don't think there's much comedy. That's yeah. the thing. It's one of those windswept romance things of like she is tortured with having Kinda to be like alive Kind of like the movie last forever. week. You guys made fun of the fact that they're in together, but they're not allowed to be together. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. If he was writing a little more. Something tears some... them apart, right? Oh. They're torn apart. Love. Well, time. Love will tear us apart. Oh, Lord. Again. <laughs> you know the song, Melissa? No. It's okay, okay. Melissa. I don't Come know. on. Sing. Love. The key is to just go. Love. But they're torn apart. Like I, Joe and I were torn apart. Yeah. No? All right. In Bridget Jones' diary, there was some being torn apart, but there was a lot of comedy and kicking, fighting, and being pushed through walls and adorableness. Was there like, love foo? It was love, love foo. Love foo. I like that there's a romantic movie that has someone being struck by lightning and being given superpowers. That's what can I say? There you go. Maybe this is for everybody after <laughs> That's what I'm this, 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 uh, this woman should team up with uh, Snowpiercer. This is going to sound a little <laughs> yes. crass. I'm just pointing something out. Yes. Uh, you, you know, you know, you, you no longer have to lead with that. <laughs> I just want to well, say. There's, You're there's, talking. Just say a, stuff and that's a scene. Okay. She's gorgeous. Whoever this actress is, yeah. stunning. But there's a there's a scene in the trailer where where he he goes, uh, your license says you were born in 1908. Shut up! I that know would, where you're going. That would make Shut you 45. Up. She kind of looks 45. She oh, only looks 45 because she's made into 1960s, and they looked older when they were younger okay. in the 1960s. Granted, my dad's eighth-grade you... picture looks like he's a 42-year-old yeah, Elvis. Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely. all look like 40-year-old shop <laughs> teachers. <laughs> they all do. <laughs> the the, the, the eighth-grade softball team yeah. looks like they just got back from war. Yes. <laughs> like, here's a, yeah, here's a platoon here's the from thing. I wish this movie would have had her aged to be 44 forever. But no, she's, what, 24, 29? You know, when I was 29 and I would tell people, hey, I'm 29, they thought I was full of shit. They thought I was 30 pretending to be 29. You can never really be 29 because it sounds like you're lying. Yeah, 29's a fake age. No one's one's ever 29, 29. even when they're 29. (laughs) Yeah. 
Wait, the, the facial moisturizers, they must have invented since my grandparents' generation to ours. I mean, the yeah. science that have gone into that. Like, we talk about the moon and stuff, but, you know, look how young we look compared <laughs> to our grandparents and our age. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this movie. All right, we don't need Definitely. Okay, good enough. <laughs> our next film is... Uh, Avengers? No, it's limited release. It's hmm. The Water Diviner. The Water Diviner. <laughs> it's oh a very God. serious voice from the trailer there. Sounds important. That makes me so happy. I uh, want to call it the water diviner. Diviner, yes. It needs more urner. The water er diviner. California governor. Wait, now you got me doing it. <laughs> California governor Jerry Brown tries to save his parched state from complete collapse. No, wait a minute. Sorry. That would be good. My mistake. That is uh, the headline from the LA Times. All right, let's talk about the film, The Water Diviner. The Water Diviner. <laughs> All right, Bart, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Here's the plot according to Wikipedia. The film opens in 1999. All right, stop right there, Paul. You've already lost me. Let's face it. Anything that opens in 1919 sounds like it's going to be boring. Okay. uh, How about this? According to IMDb, the water diviner... The water diviner... ...is about an Australian man who travels to Turkey after the Battle of Gallipoli to try and locate his three missing sons. All right, that's a little better, but uh, not not exactly lighting my fuse. Uh, Any chance that Australian is played by Russell Crowe? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Another step in the right direction. Uh, Tell me this, Paul. Is it based on a book? No, it is not. Wait. Okay, that... Well, we normally get that when it's when it's yeah, based, based on, a, on book, a book, but I thought you could only be a movie if you're based on a book. Well, Paul, technically it's still a movie because the Russell Crowe factor actually outweighs the fact that it's not based on a book. So continue, please. All right. Sounds like it's based on a book. Your rules. Uh, the Water Diviner. The Water Diviner. Jesus. Stars uh, and is directed by Russell Crowe. So now Russell Crowe knows firsthand what a pain in the ass it is to direct Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe plays Josh Connor, a man with a superpower. Oh, finally. There we go. Summer is here. What is his superpower? Can he lift the car? Can he turn invisible? He can sense water. <laughs> How are you going to fight crime with that? I give up. Uh, well, Paul, if the title, The Water Diviner, The Water Diviner, <laughs> doesn't sound exciting to you, then I'm not too sure how telling you that Russell Crowe plays a guy who's really good at finding water will help, but that is what he does. All right. Crowe tells his sons about magic and how they can disappear. All right, here's a clip. Come on, cuddle up. What's the magic word? The one that makes the carpet fly. Tengu. That's it, Tengu. My prince, whoever sits on this carpet may be transported through the air in an instant. All right, boys, let's get out of here, all together. Tengu! Then they disappear, and he has to go look for them in Turkey. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Paul, let's let's be a little more clear. He he finds that his three sons have long ago disappeared when they went to fight in the Allied defeat at Gallipoli during World War One. Now, his wife blames him for their deaths, and feeling that the tone of this movie is a little too light, she decides to kill herself. <laughs> well, these events send Josh on a journey to find his three sons, never once fearing dehydration. <laughs> As he travels from location to location following stories of their journey, he learns of how the boys heroically stayed together and fought for one another. Lessons Joshua imparts to them in flashback, which is wonderful unless he's crazy because we're only getting one side of it. (laughs) Along the way, he finds love because love. (laughs) This film is inspired by true events. I believe we have tape of the writer actually being inspired by those true events. No kidding? The very moment? All right, well, let's play this. And then, Andrew Knight, he goes to rescue his son. That's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> that was fascinating. Well, I'm glad we got tape on that. We were there. 
And then Andrew Knight went on to write the script. Then. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. he was inspired. That was the moment. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh. This does look painful, though, right? This is not good. This, this is, no. is very good. serious. Wait, looks bad? Yes. No. No, it looks yes. good. No, it looks good. No. Just, just Thank you, Karen. What? Right, we're split down the middle. <laughs> Melissa, where do you stand? I, I, I want to see it. You want to <laughs> see now, it? Wait a minute. All do you right. want to see it based on the wonderful, pre hilarious preview yeah. we wrote, or have you actually seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. I okay. just, do you I like just... Russell Crowe? <laughs> yeah, he but... wears his shirt most of the time. <laughs> now answer. Well, no, I mean, wait, is he, what's the water going to do with it? Is that it? Is that well, that's a good thing? question. She's right. <laughs> There's a drought-ish thing, and he finds, I don't know. Well, he was, <laughs> well, they went off to fight in a war because he was off for five years finding water for people. So uh, that's kind of like a superhero thing, actually. Oh, he went okay, and found okay. water for people. But I when he see. came back after giving. So he went and was governor for others. California for five years. Sorry. <laughs> but did the did the wife really kill herself? Yeah, yeah. in so, water. So she so. drowns herself. You guys give a spoiler. Well, it's I'm in sure the it preview. Yeah. I I've seen it in the preview. Yeah, we won't say anything that didn't happen in the preview. It's like a heavy thing to put in the in the preview. preview yeah. yeah, the whole thing's heavy. My sons are gone. My wife is dead. It's all no crazy. romantic comedy there. But, but then he finds love. Love. Of his sons. Of his sons, I guess. Well, he's, oh, his son yeah, he does. Too. He does well. See, he, yeah, he loses his wife's. He loses his wife. He thinks he's lost his sons, and he finds out one of them is alive. But there is someone along the journey for him, so that he's able to find love while finding his and, son. And he could get his get 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 it on. <laughs> and he could get, <laughs> get it on. Wife's out of the picture. Play right? the Noah guy style. with the boat. Noah. <laughs> Russell Crowe makes me crazy because he has no vulnerability. He has to be the master and commander of everything he does. He can't be. Ooh, that's a good name for a movie with Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> he can't just be the guy that Forrest Gumps his way through life. He can't be a guy who can't hey, quite it? get it now, together. Now I'll with that, that look, though, I'll give you the body Beautiful Mindy kind of. Yeah, I was going to say. He was a little nerdy, I guess. And I think we liked him the most. But I wouldn't in that. buy him. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd buy him in Beautiful I haven't seen Beautiful Mind. Oh, it's good. It's I don't really think good. I'd buy him That's the only one I like him in. Yeah. I buy him as Jorel. <laughs> there you go. That makes <laughs> I buy him sense. in LA Confidential. Anybody else get hungry when you hear of Tangu? It reminds me of Ragu. Tangu. Is this his directorial debut? It's me. Debut. The Water Diviner. <laughs> For, the, for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, that dude just pops up at the end. And I love yeah. when this happens in trailers. He just comes in at the end. We haven't heard from this guy the whole trailer. No narration, the, the whole trailer. Diviner. And then at the very end, the water diviner. The water diviner. The water diviner. I suppose. I'm trying to do, do, you have, do you have a trailer voice impersonation? No, I, I want to. That'd the be water fun. <laughs> we should all work on our Russell Crowe. Did you hear? He can narrate the shit out of something. And that clip you played? Yeah, there, yeah, right. He should narrate everything. My sons. You right? Boys. Yeah. yeah. God. So much gravity. You know he's New Zealand? He should be in a he's movie a, called Gravity. He's a Kiwi. Is he? Yeah, for all this Australian uh, that he gets. Kiwi. Named after their bird, huh? Uh, all right. So our next film is called <laughs> Little Boy. The Fruit. Or the fruit. The fruit yeah. Oh, the fruits. Our next the film fruits. is called Little Boy. Now, as many history buffs already know, the atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima mm. and Nagasaki were named Fat Man and Little Boy. Mm. The title of this movie seemingly plays off this bit of trivia by referring to its lead character, played by Jacob Salvati, as Little Boy. But what about Fat Man? Oh, well, Paul, it says right here, it, uh, also starring Kevin James. Thanks, Adam. That's great. Why don't, why don't you help me preview it? Here we go. Do we have to? Little boy, won't you lay your body down? Actually, you know, before we go any further, I do have an immediate retraction. This film is not about the Nagasaki bombings oh, of Fat Man okay. and Little Boy. Oh. It's about the indescribable <laughs> love between a father and son. So there you go. 
Now, I'm not sure if this is some kind of hyper-focused Hollywood release strategy, but Little Boy is the third movie this week to feature people imbued with magical powers during wartime in the first part of the 20th century. <laughs> Parents just, just an observation. or loved ones gone missing during wartime week continues <laughs> as a young boy named Pepper looks for his father, thought to be lost in World War II. Huh, lost. This leads War. to a Wizard of Oz-like journey meeting fantastic individuals who teach him to use the forest, sorry, use the faith to bring about wishes. Now, we've done nothing close to exhaustive research on the plot, but I can tell you with it that a cursory Googling reveals little about what actually happens in the film. All it says is that it's about a little boy willing to do whatever it takes to end World War II and bring his father home. Our guess is that the dad gets shipped off to war, and then the movie gets all Jesus-y. You wanted the bottle to move so much. It moved. Your faith is powerful. But if I get enough faith, nothing's impossible, right? Even bringing my dad home? Your faith won't work if you have even the slightest bit of doubt. Yep, good guess. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute. If the kid wants dad to come home, he has to end the war. He then wills the dropping of an atomic bomb on Nagasaki, forcing Japan to surrender. Dad comes home, happy ending. It oh! is about fat man and little there boy. There we go. No, 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 Paul doesn't go that far, but oh. the kid literally moves a mountain with his faith. Oh, and after this, the town and church officials take a liking to the boy. Of course they do. He could kill them all. <laughs> the film stars actors who look like they should have been doing films in the 40s, including Emily Watson, Tom Wilkinson, and Kevin James. That's the Paul Blart <laughs> clip from last week. Sorry, that's the my, unedited my version. Michael Rappaport is in this because what all Christian faith-based films need in order to be successful is a really good Jewish actor. Here we have a clip of him promoting the film. Get that black shit out of here. <laughs> I reached out to him. I said, I'm very passionate about this film. It's being put out by Sony Pictures Classics. I want to come on the show and talk about it. Reached out, reached out. Not only did I not hear anything, I fucking didn't hear anything. <laughs> you might not have been talking about that. Mm, awesome. Little Boy, if you haven't gathered, is a faith-based movie, like Star Wars or The Matrix, except it's more self-satisfied because it's going to heaven. You know how to tell the difference between a faith-based movie and faithless movie, don't you? No. If you don't know anyone in the cast, it's faith-based. <laughs> Boy, it's got to be such a bummer for all the stuntmen in Furious 7 who prayed plenty to God, only to end up in the movie that's going to hell. One thing I will give credit to, oftentimes faith has to make unlikely friends in the speeches of politicians who would have you believe that Jesus would be sitting on Pratt & Whitney's F-35 <laughs> development board if only he were alive today. Yes, contrary to the modern political climate, this faith-based movie is anti-war and also directed by a Mexican. So don't look for a review of this on Ted Cruz's website anytime soon. There you go. Ah. Little boy. So that's coming out this week. What else? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. I gotta say that if this is a faith-based movie, I really felt like Tom Wilkinson's character in the preview was pointing out the fact that Faith has this really great little out that if you don't believe hard enough, it's oh, your yeah. fault. It's the force. I love it's that. You know? I caught that too. I was like, oh, that's that's oh. where you fail all the time. Because did you doubt for a second in the bathroom when you were touching yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what did it. So if his dad dies, he's basically saying it's your yeah. fault. Uh. And that's an adult man telling a little kid that. That's mm -hmm. fucked up. How, how hilarious is that? He's like, oh, I got to have an out in case this kid's father yes. is dead. Well, if he is, it's your fault. Oh, I don't know if I did that right. I don't know if I did that right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's messed up. 
How do I cover myself here? How do I cover myself here? Because there's a chance the kid's father is dead. Okay, I want to cover my bases here. You know how sometimes you think something might not happen? Well, that's it. Although Magical Journey Week, I mean, it was weird. These all have this sort of like magical journey. I mean, it's so weird. They all came out at once. We should combine them. So say that. Um, the little boy doesn't age. He walks on water that he finds. And he can find water. <laughs> he his does, dad goes he, to find his brothers. Who are And he has war. to wish him back right. with uh, a nuclear bomb. <laughs> or something. Okay, I, that's I, I got confused in there. I, I mean, it all sounds like I, you could team them all up and have you like could. an Avengers type movie, right? We could team all three of these people up. The girl that doesn't Adam, age. You could team up any movie <laughs> having an Avengers movie. You throw in Daredevil, you throw in <laughs> Snowpiercer, you got yourself a movie. All right, we'll have Avengers next week. All right, let's get on to our guest. Uh, yeah, it, it is uh, guest well, time. Is there we go. Uh, we're going to spend the next chunk of the show finding out what's new with our guest, a stand-up comic and impressionist who's so busy that she's going to be off the flappers here in Burbank right after we're done taping. Yeah. Yes. Melissa Villasenor. Got to go do some bits. What's up, yo? Or what's up? Villasenor. Villasenor. Yeah, Villasenor. Villasenor. The house of men. I like it. I think so. Man house. Oh, I went to that bar. No, I didn't. Okay. Man house? The man house bar? <laughs> we used to live behind the man house bar in Chicago. Oh, I believe that was the manhole. Uh, right next to the mail. <laughs> right next to the mailbox the yes. mailbox <laughs> melissa yes. what is your favorite name of a gay bar <laughs> we ask every guest this we question guest. i don't even know <laughs> well you have several to choose from. I think those are the two best she's probably yeah. lucky I'm, is there really one yeah we used to live behind the manhole in chicago and that was right next to the ram and the pleasure chest <laughs> cocktail was just down cocktail the street <laughs> Oh, Lord. So, so you're going to do a show right after this, and then I even heard that you did you open up for someone tonight? Did you get that? Yeah, spot? Was, uh, Maria Bamford has been How doing cool these. How cool is that? Uh, yeah, she's she's doing like these uh, try out new jokes at a little bookshop in in Highland Park. So it was pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. wait, she, so it's in a bookstore, and Maria Bamford shows up, does some new jokes. You show up and open yeah, for her. Yeah. Oh, this was uh, she, has, she has someone different every time, but but um yeah, she asked me this time so. Oh, that's yeah, pretty cool. That's very cool. Does she and, uh, know uh, you do I impersonation? A, yeah, I'm Marie Bamford uh, impression. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> Yet, uh, I think I love about your impersonations is nobody, I've never heard of Maria Bamford before. All the impersonations you do are like completely unique. And uh, well, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, I guess it's, it's just my favorite people. Yeah. So. But we're always trying to work on, we love impersonations too, but we're always trying to work on like a Michael Keaton or like just, we always pick yeah. ones out that nobody's you, you, ever you done. You desperately right? want to do Terrence Howard. I was very close <laughs> to Terrence Howard because I watched a bunch of his movies. I, I have fallen out though, uh, but I will work on my Terrence Howard once again. This ends in crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, have you been invited to audition for Siren Live since you have this ability? I, I auditioned uh, in 2009 cool. or 10, I don't remember. Well, that's cool. But. Um. Yeah, and I had Is a it call back. And, well, it was. I was 21 though, so I was kind of wow. like I was. I mean, I've been doing impressions since I started doing like stand up at 15, and then I, because I was doing impressions, and then I, I don't. I was still like my brain was still so green about it all, and I, I the callback I did really bad. But anyway, the um, good news is you're not now. nearly too old to go audition again. Yeah, yeah. I want to keep trying. Yeah, like, I'll keep submitting. You know, but um. Yeah. Now, if you did impersonations that young, did did you haul those out in school for like a, a function I did. or a talent show? I did. Show? I, I have it taped too from my, my sophomore <laughs> talent show. Now, who were the celebrities you were it. doing back then? Yeah. It was uh, mainly all singing. Uh, Shakita, Avril, Ewan McGregor, Brittany, Christina. Uh, there was one more. I don't know. 
But yeah. Brittany Christina Barcelona. Is that the movie? Or yes, that's a movie. movie. Uh, <laughs> is it? No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, let's look at those. Uh, let, let, let's look at those uh, imperson- impressions for just a second, or impersonations. Now, you call them impressions, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, well, same thing. So we had a guy in that said there was a difference. Some people say impersonations means you you physically take on oh, the character. Oh, I didn't think well. about oh. that. Yeah, I guess yeah. I do. The I difference know. between magic and illusion. Illusion, Michael. Okay. Because yeah. uh, this is interesting, Melissa. You're, you're in a time when when women are ruling Hollywood, right? With uh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy, they got this she's whole. She's my favorite. She's the hottest, right? Yeah. The biggest comedic talent out there. I mean, it's not a guy anymore. Oh it's her. yeah, yeah. She's. Um, they're making a Ghostbusters reboot that's all female, and just today they released a trailer. Were you aware of this for the Avengers, which they're going to reboot as an all female. Oh wow! Film. Wow, I wonder who they're going to cast in that uh, reboot of the Avengers. Well, let's take a listen to the uh, trailer, and then I think we'll have a better idea. <laughs> Keep selling it, Paul. Remember how when you were it. listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You followed the Earth's mightiest heroes as they teamed up in the Avengers. <laughs> you followed the planet's greatest protectors in Batman versus Superman. Wow. <laughs> But when they're too busy to fight for humanity... I asked for Topaz Blue, and this is clearly Cerulean. Sure, I'll hold. The planet calls on an all-new team of heroes. Um, Loki, those pants are so tight, I can make your dick out. (laughs) (laughs) The all-new, all-different, all-female Avengers, featuring Sarah Silverman as Tanya Stark, the genius inventor, also known as Iron Woman. Okay... It is hot as balls in this suit, and it smells like Tony Stark's Grendel cheese. I thought I was getting a new suit. With Drew Barrymore <laughs> as the ageless time traveler, Captain America's darling. Um, Stark, please stop complaining and focus on our mission. Um, my mission is to see some tit in the suit. <laughs> um, my mission is to inspire the youth of America by showing them just how strong an example I am when I'm not showing my tit. And Kathy Griffin as Thor. Okay, here's the deal. I am God, okay? The God of Thunder. Oh, and a God of so much more. Let me tell you, how long do you have? And how long is what you have? Ha! I'm incorrigible. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I may be a genius, billionaire, pot-smoking, foul-mouthed, hilarious playgirl, philanthropist. With Barbara Walters (laughs) as Jarvis. (laughs) Ma'am, excuse me. May I ask you a question? Are you aware that all of this self-effacing humor is depleting your batteries? Oh boy, this sucks. I better call in backup. Featuring Miley Cyrus as Agent Coulson. (laughs) Okay, we seem to have a mess here. I'm perfectly capable of taking care of this. Okay, I'm freaking out. Nobody told me guns would be so loud. Dr. Banner, you're going to have to handle this. And Wanda Sykes as the Hulk. Don't make me sassy. You wouldn't like me when I'm sassy. Wanda smash. Want to smash your balls into this knee? If you keep back-talking me, you purple-faced space chair-riding motherfucker. <laughs> and also joining them is their single teammate of the opposite sex, Black Widow, played by Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. There's robot assassins all over 47th Street. I better put more money in the media. Yeah, why 
with a hit song by Christina Aguilera. <laughs> you know. Avengers, they're the team, the team with the charming touch. They're not so rough. All right, enough of that. You can't stop Christine Aguilera. Oh, shit. You know, I was never a big fan of the Avengers movie, but that one. I want to see that. I'm movie. buying my tickets on yep. Fandango right now. Yeah. I want to see the female Avengers. I want Wanda Sykes to smash. Smash balls, Wanda. Smash balls. That was Don't awesome. Don't make me sassy. I love that she turns into the creature when she gets sassy. Like, if you make her sassy, she'll turn into a giant thing. All right, not yeah. only did Melissa just kick ass, but let's reveal, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. This thing that Adam wrote her was given to her like a second before we started the show. Seriously. The woman not only did all the voices, but Reddit, site Reddit. That was amazing. That oh, was thanks. Yeah, I I, I, didn't... I apologize. And then I saw that I wrote the phrase, if you keep back talking me, you purple face space chair riding motherfucker. <laughs> that's that's oh, not one of the ones that goes oh, trippingly off the top. Sorry. That was awesome. Sorry, Wanda Thanos Hulk. fans. Yeah, Thanos. <laughs> so I actually do have a question about amazing. impressions. Right, that's what you do. Um, mm-hmm. How do you discover you she can do one, you want to do one? Because Drew Barrymore is hilarious. That is that hilarious. So I don't think I've ever heard, even thought of right? doing that. And and honestly, I you just don't see or meet a lot of female impressionists. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of impressions of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you discover it based on maybe you're talking and you hear something in your voice that sounded like what they did, or how do you come to that? Yeah, conclusion? it's either uh, someone I'm obsessed with. I'll watch a lot of. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really like them. Or it's sometimes like if I hear too much of them, then I'm like, okay, I think I could do. Like that's when I saw Black Swan and and Garden State with Natalie Portman. <sighs> There's really another one nobody does. And, I, and that was kind of just I, I went home and I was like, oh wow, this this, this crazy how how amazing that was. I I I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I don't know. I just that was kind Four. of it just snuck up on me. Some so of them do. Some. When you were a little yeah. kid, did you just find that you like? For example, we all found different times. Oh, I'm funny, or oh, I can sing. Did you just oh, know how bald. to? Oh, I'm going bald. <laughs> did you just find that you could impersonate your friends, or when you would tell a story, you would do grandma's voice? How did it start? Yeah, I think, but I think it was like, I think Britney Spears was the first one. Like when I was 12, that's when I realized I could do this. Can you and give us was, Britney oh, Spears? Yeah. Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> All you people look at me like I'm a little girl. God, she so always good. sounded like a grandmother to me. Yeah. You know, like, you just got to go into grandma and then add some voice. Yeah. Just like, I made cookies. Yeah, do grandma stuff as Britney. I made yeah. cookies and I... <laughs> I do the best grandma. I do the best grandma oh, Smith. Yes, my, my grandma Smith. Dead, dead, dead on personations. And only you know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that phone keeps ringing. That was fantastic. Do that or Don Rickles. I can't tell. We'll assume that's that. That was dead on. I only do one. I do two impersonations Ted Knight and David Lynch. (laughs) Same there, Natalie Portman. I'd like you to be in my remake of Twin Peaks, but they won't pay me enough to get Natalie Portman to be in Twin Peaks. (laughs) Okay, and Ted Knight? (laughs) Oh, Oh, Natalie. No, this is a club that you don't belong to. Oh, oh, you do you know. do any impersonations of men? You know, Kira Knightley. Oh, Owen Wilson. We have Owen Wilson. Well, no. Owen. The question still stands. 
Oh, I, I have some uh, Michael Jackson singing that I sometimes do. Oh, that's cool. Um, you have a Captain EO T-shirt, which is uh, yeah. wonderful. You brought a Coppola movie on your shirt. I like singing <laughs> the mini, the baby Michael. The, the Ben, the two of us need look no more. Oh. We both found what we were looking for. That's my favorite. You have such a great voice. Do you often Thanks. sing just in general as you? Yeah, I mean, I have a EP out if you want to check Ooh, it out. It's, yeah. called, it's called Leap. And um, they're just some emo songs I wrote because I was pretty depressed a few years ago. So <laughs> Always the best time to write music. You to go it was. It, right? it really helped. <laughs> are, you a, are you a fan of Danny Gans? I don't know who that is. Number one uh, Las Vegas entertainer, 15 years in a row. He has now passed away. Oh, as uh, you but drive used, in, you would just see yeah. billboard after billboard. Well, he was this entertainer uh, of the year. singer impersonator. He could do yeah. almost any singer. Mm-hmm. And is that is that where you started? Is that kind of your yeah, guess, sweet spot? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think impressions are my sweet spot. Well, singing impressions? Um, Yeah, did, singing so and did speaking. Shakira? Yeah. Yeah. Because Gordy Brown's a guy, I think, in Vegas now. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't even pretend that you don't know who he is or what he does. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Gordy Brown. Da, 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 da. Luck be a lady. And he's like, right <laughs> in, he's like, I'm not even going to say hi or introduce myself. No he's right in yeah. hey, I wonder what that would be like if uh, Dean Martin yeah. were here right now. <laughs> yeah, right, because then I'd be a lady tonight. Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you were on right America's Got Talent, how did you handle that? Did you go out there and do a number of voices? Did you do, um, oh, yeah. did you ever, like, you know, sometimes people will just do impersonations without a reason. Do you come up with a reason? Do they talk to each other? Do you set the scene? Could you imagine Shakira at a at a In and Out Burger? See, that or was a thing. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like my stand-up's not like just here's so and so and so and so. Like, it's it's a lot more personal. But I um for for AGT it was kind of ninety seconds. Like you had to either yeah. just wow. go straight. So I just had like a joke for each. Like I think it was. Barbara, Wal- Barbara Walters, like, this is Barbara Walters. I'm here with Natalie Portman. And it's like, hi, Barbara. It's so great to be here. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but they didn't connect. They didn't connect. Like, a lot of impressionists, like, they'll have them in, like, one scene, mm-hmm. which is cool, too. I, I think, I don't know. Um, yeah. And then each just like, okay, Kathy Griffin. So I, I paused in between each so that way they had their own, like, their own little joke, I guess. Well, my question but, about about AGT yeah. though is, you want to come in strong, but you also have to have great stuff. Should you go deeper into the into the finalists? Rounds. I know. So I, how did you manage all that stuff? Um, did you have to come up with a couple new impersonations in between the appearances? Uh, no, I had I had quite a few already, but I I think. Uh, I don't know. The first audition was just killer, and then the two live LA live ones were, they were good. It was just kind of, it was just really, it's a rough thing for comics because it, it was, it was I'm, I'm kind of opening for myself, cold open, because there's yeah. no comedians yeah. before. Mm. It was dancing and like big giant acts. Mm-hmm. So I was like, here, I'm, I'm just talking or saying. But it's, oh, yeah. but I, uh, Thank you, guy remember. who shot an apple off of his wife's <laughs> head. Yeah, exactly. Here's Melissa Villasenor. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, but it was, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I think the third one I did more of like my stand-up where it was a little more set up or that way. So you were a finalist, correct? And then who, because uh, I saw your video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where the, but who? I don't know who, who won. Uh, that year it was... It's a singer, car wash guy. Now that's not surprising, and I and I I've had I have a small a beef against uh, AGT, as we we're calling it, right? Um, 
the the thing is that singers always have the advantage because I don't know why. here's why because if you had a killer set like a killer 90 seconds and you just did that every night people would get bored they would go it's, i already heard these these 90 seconds of jokes but singers can come out and literally do the same act although it's a different song but it's the same act and i right realized mm-hmm. this there was this one they don't season, always do a different song right different yeah. but what was happening was um there was this act that did the quick change Oh yeah, remember the quick change the act, costumes. Mm-hmm. the costume act, which was great. And every time they did different costumes and different. And one of the judges was like, "Well, it's the same thing over and over but again." That's the act. And I'm like, "But that's what singers do. They just sing over and over again." Yeah, well, they change the song, <laughs> but they just you know, he's not juggling this time and then ice skating the next time. They're all just juggling. And so mm, with a com- with being a comedian, I think you're at a real disadvantage because you can't do the same 90 seconds, even though that's the best 90 seconds, right? Yeah. See, I'm on I your side s- here. Is the whole no, point. no, no. I get it, but I but. Like my my friend Taylor Williamson, he was he he was uh, second. He came in second recently, but right? he killed in every single performance he did. But it, I don't know. I mean, Man, I think yeah, gonna be hard to generate that much. I mean, he's at some point I would think as a comedian, you, if you keep going and keep going and keep going, I mean, because you as a comedian, say you work up even your twenty minutes of bits. Well, after how many appearances you've kind of depleted that? You really got to kind of keep. Yeah, and the singer's never up against that because it's it's. As long as they're a good singer, there's an you know an inexhaustible. Yeah, it's true because they're not writing a new song every show. As long as John Lennon's got more stuff that he wrote, (laughs) I can sing on America's Got Talent. But with the reality shows, like you need the the sad story too, to and that's what I think wins. Oh, Mm -hmm. the background. And for me, I was like, well, I'm fortunate. I'm not going to make up anything. Yeah. Yeah. Did they try and push it to? Yeah. Did they like send the documentary people and they're like, uh? Yeah, I was like, or even even just for excitement stuff, like, why don't you scream for the camera? Like, I, I don't do that. Yeah. I said, yes, yes. <laughs> That's such BS. I'm glad you held your own. And one thing I wanted to say that I thought was really cool is we asked you about two different things, and you said, yeah, I killed it. We don't have enough people that just come out and just say, look, I was did really great on my audition for Silent Live, or I did really great in my first audition. Do you guys always feel like people go, oh, I was all right, Ugh. She's like, I fucking killed that. Um, <laughs> nice one, one's yeah. so hot, but I killed that. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You gotta be I your was own, very proud gotta, of that. Gotta, gotta be your own fan first. Yeah. Especially when you're having conversations with yourself, yeah. as impersonations oh, yeah. are. No, I, crack, <laughs> I, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> Close to crazy. You just walk around the house just having conversations with yourself. Yeah, and stuff. yeah that's fun, actually right? one of my new little bits. I, I just, like, I cheer myself up a lot if I, like, with voices, like, if, um, if I'm sad, I just pretend I'm a little anime cartoon character. Okay. I like, you know, like, oh, wow, the sun shines up. What a beautiful day. Hi, sunshine. Oh, wow. Hi. Oh, that's, oh, that is such the anime hi. Say that again. Wow. Hi. I, I feel better. I do, too. I see how that works. And then I have a little song, too. Oh, yeah. oh well. That was lovely. I love that. That was lovely. Not a single lyric. Just all no, inflection I don't know what sounds it is. like words. I love it. Sounds like Japanese. <laughs> it's absolutely. That's what I'm aiming for. My favorite thing is like you go on Hulu and they have like every anime TV show. And I mean, and they make like 10 a year or something. I never see them. Or that's what I and they always have some like, 
you know, they have their opening and then they have their opening song and they're just jamming out in, you know, a language I can't understand, but just they're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's exactly. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's ask you the question we ask oh, yes. every guest who comes oh, yes. on the show. Ready. What's Ready. your it's an important what, time? Name us. Uh, come up with your favorite name for a gay bar. No, what was it? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time is Kung Pao. <gasps> Enter the Fist. Yes. Wait, not Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> not Kung no, Fu Kung Hustle. Kung Pao. The, the dubbed one with Steve <laughs> Odekirk. It's so stupid. Yeah. That it's is my favorite. I think it's brilliant. And it's an actual. Well, it is. It is pretty brilliant. It's an actual martial arts movie mm-hmm. that he has put himself in <laughs> and overdubbed the other parts. Yeah, this is the director really? of Ace Ventura too. It's, she's right? laughing, thinking oh about my it. God. That, that bodes well. Is it the director of Frankenthumb? Yes. yes. Wait a minute. Yes. You mean yes. he found a way to put himself in the movie? Yeah, his head is like bombing on top of a, another. Uh, I think you'd like it. No, actually, no. It was. I might put his whole body in it. also has the kung fu right? fighting cow. That was the big deal in the poster. Isn't yes. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which wasn't the funny. Part. Not the no, best no, moment, no. I imagine. Yeah. But the most flash. Yeah, Karen, right. go ahead and just delete the last few things we've told you. I'm pretty sure this is the one this that you're going to really dig on. And I, then, I have a list of movies to watch. What's it called again? Because I have Kung a, Pao. Kung Pao. Kung Pao. See, Enter now, the Fist. I had okay. a. I think. <laughs> Thank you. The first time watching, I didn't like, it, and then after, I was like, "Whoa, this is it." What made you revisit it? Because a, a few hours or a few days after, I was quoting all of it. Oh, <laughs> well, stuck up on it. It's effortlessly yeah. enjoyable, and, and then you just it. crack up because there's so many lines like, "Let me know when you see a radio shack." <laughs> They're walking through, like that, and then there's like, there's like, oh, Taco Bell, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so he just will dub in patter and stuff when they're, if they're, yeah. That's so bad. Does he match the lips or does he no. dub it in, obviously, no, like a real Japanese movie? Off. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> now, what was Steve Odekirk? What was his big claim to Steve fame? Steve Odekirk was a friend of Jim Carrey's, and so that's who Jim Carrey brought in to direct Ace Ventura 2. <gasps> right, okay. And then he did Frankenthumb. He did this. He a genius entrepreneur in the in the in the I waning days that. of DVD. He did all the thumb things: God Thumb, Frankenthumb, Bat Thumb, whatever. Star, Star Wars? Yeah, it was the original sort of yeah annoying orange oh, of wars. its time. Yeah. yeah, the thumb thumb wars, Star Wars. And uh, and then I think he went crazy, gave up all his money, and walked the earth. Well, that's uh, that's no, Tom Shadyac. <laughs> oh, that's Tom Shadyac. Okay, that was the director of the first. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's Kung me. Fu. Okay. That's Grasshopper. That's Kane and Kung that's Fu. That's Kane. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> Sorry, I've gotten my my Kung Fu mixed up with my- My Kung Pao. My Kung Ace Pao. I've got my Kung Fu- <laughs> In your Kung Pao. In my peanut butter. <laughs> right. well, maybe, I should, cool. maybe I should have a, 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 a deeper movie as my No, no I love no. that. That was great. No, Most people that, come yeah. in here and they play it safe and they say, Gone with the Wind or something. Get a lot of Casablancas. Yeah, Casablanca, yeah, Gone my, with the Wind. My, see, my movie. brain can't, like, if it's a really heavy plot or lots of think, I, my, I'm just done. I, I can't, I'm out. I right? can't even follow. If there's the too many names, mm. I can't. Oh, is that you? See, many like, names. if you and I are sitting here, <laughs> we're talking, names. right? Like if every character has a name, I, I cannot can't. follow this. <laughs> so if Melissa and I are talking, and then we start saying, and then Paul was doing this, and then Adam, remember when Lee Bart came in? I'm done already. Because if you're not physically represented on the screen, I don't know who you are. I did have that problem with Avengers. Yes. No, not Avengers. What was it? Well, no, uh, no, 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 the, Guardians, the of, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't on know there. who they were talking about. I don't about. have time to tell you how you're wrong here. I've read this <laughs> in other reviews, but we can we can, uh, we can discuss this. I agree. I don't I'm going to have to do a supplemental on. podcast. Uh, you're going to need to get a PowerPoint presentation where you tell me who everybody was, because I don't know what happened. 
So the second question oh, we this. ask everybody is, what is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? <laughs> At least I'm trying to work it in. He's big. <laughs> what? Big. Tom, Tom, I Tom Cruise. I love that oh, okay. in so many Paul, ways. We're done. We're done with I that. love that. Well, in Cruise News, I would like to go yes. on record as saying... He loves Tom Cruise. Uh, it's fine. Um, I, I'm a big fan of I Told You So. I'm oh, a huge yes. fan of I Told You So, but what that means is... By the way, is, let me catch Melissa up. We just played the Cruise News theme. <laughs> Every week we do Cruise News. Melissa's like, is this yeah. Tom this Hanks is news? Yeah, I don't want you to get lost I'm here. <laughs> what Paul played there was the Cruise News theme, and now uh, Bart is going to go into Cruise News. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's so, okay. I, I, I say this <laughs> about myself. Uh, I'm a greatest hits kind of guy. Yes. I don't want to hear your B-sides. I just will wait for the compilation. And now Melissa knows. And I'm a big <laughs> I told you so fan. But, yes, but I will take an I told you so if <laughs> oh, I got one coming. Don't 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 hold back. But I told you that this Scientology thing going clear was not going to stick to my man Tom. Have you guys been following all the stories about Tom Cruise in this documentary? No. Why? Because there haven't been any stories. <laughs> Bumps he is Teflon it. Tom. Yeah, it's a Moving on. on. Let me catch Melissa up. There was a documentary called Going Clear. It was on Scientology. <laughs> I've been. I need to see it. See, okay. that's how slick he is. She doesn't even know this happened. <laughs> but anyway, like Tom Cruise, obviously America's darling or somebody's darling. darling? <laughs> they love Tom. Cruise. The '80s darling. Yeah, 90s no, no, you're right. The you're last right. true movie star. Um, oh, anyway, but it's but it, it made him look shitty. And and you're just like like you're watching it the whole time and you're like Ugh. actually it didn't make him look shitty that's what's amazing about Tom Cruise that <laughs> even after this documentary Tom still looked good John looked like an idiot yeah John, John Travolta him. yeah well he oh. does that in every public appearance nowadays <laughs> touching people's faces and being creepy that's true Tom Cruise hanging off a plane talking about how much his movie kicks ass and Travolta's just opened on VOD <laughs> the Forger no opens this week touching. by the way the Forger yeah the Forger the Forger the Forger the Forger. Uh, you working on your announcer voice? I, I want to. I yeah. really want to. What was it called? The Water Diviner. No. Water. The Water Diviner. <laughs> oh, my God. She'd the move water. your mouth exactly when that happened. So to me, it was perfect. Oh. I was like, holy cow. You can't handle the truth. All right. So um, the crazy thing is, uh, whenever I first met Melissa, I didn't actually meet her because you have a podcast. And tell us about your podcast. It's people. called Melissa Show on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's very silly. It's sometimes just solo. I'll talk to myself as a character and impression <laughs> interview. Were and you actually with people in the show that I heard? I, yes. Okay, the, you those, weren't talking, no, no, making no. up stuff? <laughs> those are friends from my okay. high school that um, that night we went to go see your group, Bube Sisters, perform. I had no sisters. idea. And she just went to the bar where my weird singing group is performing, and we wear wigs and plastic dresses, and we're drunk, and it's no, not it, right. It's hilarious. Okay. And you guys are really talented. Too. Thank you. From coming from you, my God. You oh, just no, it was the way you can sing is insane. It may, it's like a made me feel good show. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. well here's the thing that was most frightening, and I don't know if anyone's ever dealt with this before, but I came home and for some reason I never do this, but we're trying to up our um our Twitter followers and stuff. So I told everyone, hashtag any pictures you have with hashtag Boubay sisters. So I went home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to send those to Heather to the blonde Boubay and we're going to take care of this. And so I go and I do hashtag Boubay sisters and we're mentioned on a podcast that night. Like you <laughs> saw the show, went home, 
talked about it, oh, tagged it. Wow. I didn't know if you liked this show or not. So all of a sudden, oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. So yeah. I start listening. Play. <laughs> oh, no. I hit play, and I'm like, oh, they're going to hate it because mm. no one's ever reviewed it or talked about it. We just do it into the ether. And they loved it. Thank God. Well, it you do it to full houses. Yes, that's true. You, you, but, you, but, sir, that's, they that's were really they funny. Followed, but they also followed you guys on Twitter. That yes, was that was that cool. Same night. Oh, good. It yeah. was really cool, but it's a little scary when, like you said, you hit play and you're like, please oh, don't. No, hate us. I'm sorry. And then another cross cool. promotion, our former guest, uh, Jake Green, uh, wrote and uh, produced a, yeah. a, a, a series, a web series called Millennial Parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, uh, yeah, you were in an episode mm-hmm. and I met you there. Yeah. And then um, later that day, there was a, a, a viral video that you had done. Shakira and a With, few uh, other or Rob Cantor, uh, Twenty Nine Impressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah it went went viral, and then like you were right there, and I had seen that video the day before, and then oh. I like looked, and then they released the making of like a week yeah. later after this sort of joke was up or whatever, and I was like, oh, and there you were doing all your impressions. She's sort of stalking us, cool. and we're um, kind <laughs> of creeped really out by awesome, it. Though. Really connects. Creepy. So go see her on Millennial. How come you haven't come to any of my shit? <gasps> oh, oh no, it's personal. <laughs> I believe this show is your shit, right? That's right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. What I meant to say, thanks for coming. Appreciate. <laughs> Actually, we have to say goodbye. Yeah, as much as uh, it's exciting to talk about how we but all But that's met. because she's working and going yeah, off to be she's awesome. she's going to go do more comedy tonight. Mm-hmm. We're sending Melissa off to uh, Flappers. But uh, So give <laughs> nice. us the final plugs. Uh, where can we find oh, all your wackiness? You can follow me, Twitter, Melissa V Comedy. My fan page on Facebook is Melissa Comedy. There's no V. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> Melissa V Comedy. YouTube, Melissa V87. But, you know, if you just go to MelissaViaSinger.com, all the links are there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. One-stop shopping. That's true. No, yeah, that's I think that's, really yeah. You can watch all the And how much would that cost me? It's all for free. Sweet. I love done. the future. Yes. <laughs> if only food and rent were free, we'd yeah. all be out ahead, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to come back in just about two seconds with uh, another round of uh, what did you see this week? But uh, first, goodbye to Melissa. Thanks for coming. We appreciate Thank it. you. Thank you. So fun. That was fun. Thank you for indulging that adventure. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> the water diviner. <laughs> the water diviner. I'm gonna watch Goldfinger now. <clears throat> All right, so we're gonna work on our Shirley Bassey. Come back next week. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. I feel a little old because Melissa didn't know Goldfinger. I barely do, though. Oh, it's okay. just maybe because it's not a, yeah. one of the more popular movies. Bond, right? I mean, she knows what Skyfall is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, just that yeah. it's not one of the ones you know. What's well, more? Well, what? I only well, know <laughs> it I only know it because Jen Yates used to go, wah, 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 wah. But it is, a, it is like a pop reference <laughs> in some ways. Like it's, you Make know. Jen Yates go, wah, 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 wah. I mean, what? He would do it. <laughs> it's just more of a, uh, this is more of a testament to the staying power of Bond than anything else. Yeah. But she wouldn't know Skyfall, and yet- my dad would know Dr. No, you know, and yeah. everything in between. I is. mean, she'd know who James Bond is, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. the reference is, is James Bond more than the individual thing. All right, let's get on to a different uh, set of music. Diamonds are forever. What did you see this week? What did you see this week? Uh, so we saw a lot of stuff. Let's get to it. Days of Thunder. Daredevil. 
I was uh, getting ready for the Long Beach Grand Prix. And, oh, yeah, uh, that'll do it. You popped it in? I popped Well, I came across it. It was on TV. I got my cable back. So I got my cable. <laughs> so hey, TVS so you'll watch back. movies again. <laughs> the TVS lineup is back in uh, uh, that. And I saw the original um, Bad News Bears. Ah. Now, uh, this was on Spike TV. And right away, I'm watching this thinking, this, this is a, a lot clunkier than I remember. And so I looked it up on IMDb, and they edited the shit out of that movie uh, for a PG movie. Uh, it was a PG movie at the time. Holy balls, the stuff they had those little kids saying in 1976. Man, like, those are like, that's what real kids oh, were like. Six God, pack. Was, they were assholes. Six pack. Same thing. Yes. Yeah. Same thing, right? There's a cable movie. There's a movie I only know from oh, yeah. cable because that just showed show it. Six pack. What but yeah, the bad. It, it was hilarious. I mean, Walter Matthau is constantly drinking in front of these kids, smoking. <laughs> he's passed out. He's driving with a beer in his hand, and he's got the ten year old kids in the back seat. And it's perfect. And it's he's hilariously so, yeah. well done. And then uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the guy who played Darkman, not Darkman. Uh, oh, uh, Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah. Jackie Earl Hale. Oh, yeah, he, he's he's the tough kid. And oh, just a, a hilarious movie. But I, I had to stop watching it because I kept reminding myself of all the things that weren't being said and like the plot points that were being taken out and all the, the little moments yeah. that you just loved as a kid and then you realized I used to say that I used to quote that movie as like a 10 year old that's horrible the things I would say <laughs> no I'm just quoting Tanner who was horribly racist in his uh, evaluation of his team and the players so yeah the sting was cut for TV once and a whole subplot was taken out like who's the girl who like Salino? I think her name is, or Salerno, or something like that. I've only seen that once. There's a whole subplot that they just took out for time. I is guess for timing? commercials yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could come out. It came out okay, I think, but just it's weird when they take out plot points. I mean, that's not up to you. Yeah, there was there was a whole section about the 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 young black kid who every time he made a mistake, he would run and hide on top of the the dugout. Yeah. And there's this scene where he he boots the ball in the opening of the movie, and he just runs off, and they never address where he goes. So yeah, anyway, that's what I saw. That in Days of Thunder. I uh, wish they would make a kid's, cables back. Cables I wish back. they'd make a kids movie like that again, like where kids are real assholes it's, and cursing uh, and and racist. Well, kids and beating up, beating each other. Kids beating can't up each do each that anymore. The reason is anti-bullying is because of bad news bears. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, Karen, what did you see? I saw Going Clear. Never oh, you did. <laughs> Paul was out of town at the Star I Wars deal. To see it. And so I watched Going Clear and I wow, I love that shit and it was really <laughs> fascinating though I feel like it's the most Hollywood religion that could possibly it's exist. It's amazing right? how bullshit it is and how it's going down. It's going to Is it? It it's I think it's on its way out. Can it not survive this movie? I think it can survive the movie. I think the movie is just documenting its fall because oh. it had this rise and fall. Now, the one thing I took away from it, other than Tom Cruise is, is Teflon or Styrofoam Teflon or what did you Tom. say? Teflon yeah. Tom. Other than that, everything <laughs> slides off of Tom Cruise. One thing I took away from it is the brilliance of Miscavige, um, the guy who took over for L. Ron Hubbard after L. Ron Hubbard passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? I wrote it down. David Miscavige. He was brilliant because he was just like a little underling who just kind of kissed ass. He's like the blue sweater guy at Second Weasel. City who's always just around. <laughs> and then once people start dying or people aren't there, he's just like, well, I'll open up the door. And then he gets the keys. He's like, I'll turn on the lights. And you know. And then all of a sudden he's in charge. But he went and he made it an actual religion so that he wouldn't have to pay taxes. Yep. So now if you go through Hollywood, you'll be going, oh, there's a bum and there's a shitty building. And then there's a gorgeous building that's the most beautiful spot on the street with the best um, architecture, with the best location. 
The most well-lit. Most well-lit because they have all across the world the best property because they could buy it mm-hmm. tax-free. How amazing Brilliant. is it on Sunset on Sunset and Elrond Hubbard and, Street. And Elrond Hubbard Street. <laughs> the giant blue, previously a hospital. Yep. The, well, I mean, they show it a, a lot in oh the Oh my God, uh, they're doing all these sweeping yeah, shots of shots. it. Oh my God. It's I mean, crazy. how amazing is that? It's such a Hollywood religion. Yep. And I love, you can do the whole Scientology tour. You can go to the fake theater that does yep. uh, all the pulp novels that he wrote. They've, they perform those in, in Hollywood. You can go to the Elrond Hubbard screening room, which just opened up. You can go to the Elrond Hubbard Museum. This is all on Hollywood Boulevard. They have to do all of those different outreaches as part of their allowing to be a religion. That's why they give you the going clear tests and stuff because they're doing outreach. Do they talk about the the membership numbers? Like how many people actually... It's going down. Yes, but at at its height, what was it? 30, 34? I can't remember. People? I mean, like, I mean, are, no, honestly, are there people like in Minnesota that are Scientologists? There's people all over the, country, uh, the world. Yeah, but mostly here. Yeah, but mostly. Right? Yeah. Mostly those two square blocks. Yeah, yeah. It um it starts off by doing like a self helpy thing, and that's where people go. Oh well, I you. can feel better if I go and I do that. That sounds good. And the book is a lot of self help stuff. But then once you start getting higher and higher, then you know you have to get clear according to the little gizmos you hold these little things (laughs) wait there's machines oh yeah (laughs) it's gotta be real oh you didn't see it no oh you hold these little machines these two little metal things that are the size of toilet paper (sighs) rolls and then a man basically a therapist just asks you questions to make you relive stuff from your childhood get this lee stuff that didn't even happen they start planting thoughts into your head. So now you're going back to, you say, oh, well, I kind of feel like I just ate a croissant. And he's like, well, is that because you're in France during the revolution? And you're like, I guess I am. Oh, that'll be $200. Yep. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing I'm about. Gonna go, I'm going to go a cheaper place. Here's the crazy thing about your boy, Tom Cruise, is he was so into it and his career was taking off. And, you know, you kind of think one is the other, perhaps. But he would go and have all of these different, um, oh, they have a word for it. Where they go and they work on it with their therapist. Yeah, but make it make up something they've made sessions. it up. The sessions. They would have clear these sessions. Outs. And they would have a clear out. <laughs> and the guy would take detailed notes, the uh, therapist, about Tom Cruise and found out all this crazy shit about his sex life with Nicole Kidman and all of his thoughts and everything Tom Cruise is thinking. And then immediately run to the Miscavige, David Miscavige, who would then have that information and have it so that if Tom ever wanted to leave, he could use it against him. <sighs> Because now he has all of Tom's secrets oh, and thoughts. Oh, Tom's sympathetic. Yes. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like that, that villain at the last <laughs> season of Sherlock, the guy that had the mind cage, and he had everybody's information, and he had taken all this information, and they'd go to look for the information, but he's got it all inside and of his mind. Ass. David and Miscavige is time to, feel, time to feel bad for Darth Vader because there's an emperor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fascinating. And then the other movie I saw, which was totally different, I saw it with the Boubet sisters, was Hamlet 2. Hamlet. Hamlet. I heard that was very, Steve Coogan. Set rock me, sexy Jesus. He's so fucking oh, no. hot. Oh my god, he's wearing jeans. He's got this long wig. He walks around singing "Rock me, sexy Jesus." Rock me, rock. So good. So Trey good. Parker's behind that, isn't he? A little bit. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't remember. That I was kind of like an indie it. thing. I played at Sundance. And, and stuff. it's again indie the theme comedy, of your 40. Your the your you have this job teaching students. Your budget's going to be cut. What are you going to do to try to save it? Well, you're going to put on turn to Scientology. You're going to put on a show to get everyone's attention, which is the most offensive fucking Hamlet show. Hamlet 2. Because everyone, everyone dies in Hamlet, but he's yeah. like, what if there were a time machine so he could go <laughs> back and keep everyone alive? It's so brilliant. 
So brilliant. Well, so funny. Yeah, I wanted I to see that. Didn't miss it. Yeah, that's so kind of What I did see was yes. unfriended. <gasps> why? How? That's yes, free. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going to change my question to why. <laughs> it was free. Well, first of all, it's How? because there's it's a poster and he got it. Uh, well, first of all, it's a unique movie. Okay. Right? So they went Is it a for Blumhouse production? It is. Then I'll see it. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it's right on there. It, Oops, the whole movie takes place on a computer screen mm-hmm. as fr- a girl checks in with her oh, friends via like Skype that. or whatever. And they're Another cheap format. That son of a bitch. Well, that's yeah. so, so that's, good. It's yeah. so good. That's so when you sneak into the theater and pirate it, it doesn't look like you've no. pirated it because exactly. it looks like it's on a computer screen. <laughs> yep. And, um, oh, that movie must have but, cost $12. But the, <laughs> yeah, and then they realize it's, uh, well, we talked about this last week, they're all getting together one year anniversary of this girl who killed herself and now... The girl shows up online as a presence, <gasps> and they're like, why is she coming to our chat room? She didn't say anything for a while, so they have to figure out what's going on. Is it really her who's goofing on him, what, the whole thing? Um, mm. But turns out they're all bullies, and they all have <gasps> secrets. You so know, it's like they prom gotta, night, but online, right? They yeah. all killed her? Uh, no, but they all bullied her. Okay. Until well, that was my question, herself. is why are these people getting oh, okay. together to celebrate the death of the girl that clearly was a victim of bullying. I don't know if it was celebrate, but I thought that <laughs> yeah, too. I no. think they were just coming together. Celebrate's not yeah, the word. Like, oh, well, you bring the cake? Commemorate. The- <laughs> yeah, commemorate. <laughs> because are they are they now these people that go, oh, we're so sorry. Well, they just go to Google Hangouts type oh, things okay. all the time, I guess. If you have a Kids party, today. <laughs> if you have a party where you celebrate the person you made commit suicide, <laughs> like... Wow, that's a, that's a level of asshole. Right, but there is a level of asshole all these students have anyway that just makes me root for the the, the demon. Of course, I'm like these pe- these kids are so obnoxious. You know, they're either super obnoxious in your face or yep. they're just shallow and stupid. What a and bunch of assholes, irresponsible. I know. It's like it was great. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. Um, that being said. You know, I didn't like the ending. Man, I didn't like the ending. And I can't talk about it because it's okay. full of spoilers, except hmm. that they there was they had a shot to go one direction, they went another. I was like, ah, you missed okay. it. Then they put a rap song but in the end it, credits, which makes no sense. Did it? Did it? Uh, did the rap song tell you the plot of the movie? I love when that happens. <laughs> no. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Call the Ghostbusters you, under in control. Take you a breakdown. Unfriended a friend, but So don't rush out to that. All right, Lee, don't rush out to that. But it's unique. I think the ending. I I'll give it away, Paul. It just buffers. And then it just <laughs> stops. They do have my internet because they they want to be so authentic in the movie that there's tons of like dropouts, and, pixelations, yeah, pixelations and stuff, and it makes for like ghostly images, which is kind of cool. But um, yeah, there's there's tons of that. I'm like, oh, they just they have AT and T, I guess. Oh, oh. So, sponsor, our sponsor. Hear that, Time Warner. Yeah. AT and T is our sponsor until they tell us to stop. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about how I saw Daredevil. Oh. The TV yeah, th- show, right? 13, you no, watch the Ben Affleck 13? one, but oh. I'm building up to this TV yeah, show. Pretty right. excited. Had to watch the Ben Affleck one again. And I watched Electra. <laughs> Underrated. Did you really watch Electra? I, I watched some of Electra. I actually did build up to the Daredevil TV show, and I've seen the first three episodes. And, and then my roommate went through and watched all of them, and I do not understand that. I've waited my entire life. I watched the Rex Smith Incredible Trial of the Incredible Hulk Daredevil. I, you know, there is a Daredevil TV show, and I literally, every time I watch an episode, now I've actually seen five episodes. I'm up to Stick. He's about to meet Stick, the man who trains him. Sure. Very excited. Sure. Played by Scott Glenn. Uh, but, uh, uh, every episode, as soon as the opening animation begins, I say, holy shit, they made a Daredevil TV show. I've said that now five times. I'm going to say that every time. I cannot believe it every time. Just so renewed, I, by the way, oh, for season two. Season two, thank God. Amazing. Uh, 
I mean, I can't believe that. I mean, I love these street level heroes. And this is another thing that like Marvel is just so aces that they change their game constantly. No, they have stayed so far ahead of the, well, Marvel's running out of ideas. Well, Marvel's running. Well, Mar and they just, and they cut them off quicker each time. And, th and this one just goes street level, you know, gritty. They finally doing gritty. First of all, like DC's been doing gritty, like Batman, super gritty, this gritty Superman, and now this gritty Superman, Batman, Aquaman, no grit will be spared. Nobody will be washed at the end of Batman and Superman. And then Marvel the whole time has been kind of glossy and fun and this and that. And then they go gritty with Daredevil and they are acing it. I'm sure you've heard they're acing it. Uh, everybody loves it. They're acing yeah. it. And, and I love the casting. I think Charlie Cox is awesome. And it's a cheap TV show. Like they've, they kept the budget. <laughs> you can tell. It's not a lot of locations per episode. And the cool thing is to make up for the, the fact that they can't have like a ton of plot lines going on, it ends up being like this play. So all the scenes are eight minutes long and have to be exquisitely well written and full of rich character. Which is, it's just really, it's just a whole different Marvel experience that they're acing. <laughs> Anyway. Cool. Cool, I like it. And a big 13-hour movie. <laughs> but I did also watch the Ben Affleck one. Oh, well. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Paul had to watch Facebook, so. Or, I'm sorry. Facebook. What was it called? Unfriended. Unfriended. Ah! <laughs> sorry. Unfriended. <laughs> Got confused. Oh, it's where uh, Facebook Unfriended is where Zuckerberg's the killer. There, right? Oh, my yes. God. That would be a great movie. Nice. And I have to bring up once again uh -oh. that I saw. I went to Star Wars oh, Celebration in Anaheim. Oh, holy shit. And I had one of the great adult movie-going experiences mm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Watching the Force Awakens trailer with a thousand oh. fans who are just going completely bananas, that yet knowing not, not to talk when you shouldn't, and then oh, to yeah. you scream and yell when you should. Oh. Um, and it's very difficult to do this because I'm going cool turkey. Now we've discussed okay. this. I think you're doing the same thing, right? But you just have you haven't watched the trailer yet, Adam, no. right? Uh -uh. I haven't seen that teaser either. That one, right? Before. I did not because I couldn't see it in the theater. This was a theater setting. I was going to watch that well, Force Awakens trailer. You and, saw it the right place. If you had yes. to see it once, yeah. that is it, man. <clears throat> and I'm good till December. But um, chances yeah. are there'll be another trailer, and I may watch that. But um, it was, I cried. Am I going to lie to you? I, uh, cry, I mean, and I cried upon, and this is not a spoiler, because you know the Millennium Falcon makes an appearance. Oh, yes. That's when I cried. I do. Uh, and then there were other reveals through the end that just continued down that path. It I, was I, just, it was it was. He, I don't always do in story wise, but everything else so far it looks like Abrams is gonna fucking nail it. I just can't handle it. I, can't I really handle it. can't handle it. I can't it. handle it. Star Wars is the most important thing ever. It's the only reason I'm sitting in this room talking to any of you. I yeah. honestly, yeah. I mean, it just it changed the course of my life. It came out at the right time. It's just been this 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 solid ball of happiness my entire life. You can always go back to Star Wars. Anything goes wrong in your day, in your life, in your time, in your this, in your growing up, you can always put in Star Wars Empire Jedi and just go back to being a kid. And it's like it's practically a religious experience for me sometimes. I mean, I, for years, and I've kind of broken it recently, for years it was like, you no, know, Star Wars had to be watched from beginning to end, and everybody had to shut up. You know, and now I'll put it on because I'm like, I just love Star Wars. But man, the fact that they are making the sequel to Return of the Jedi, that took that's the win. It took this long to make a sequel to Return of the Jedi. They went and they made all the Phantom Menace and the ones that people hated and the Clone Wars and all that sort of stuff. And I enjoy that universe too. Hey, there's lightsabers. I'm pretty happy. But the fact that we can now come back to this after all that, after a longer amount of time between uh, uh, Phantom Menace and now than Jedi and Phantom Menace to, if, to get this. If Star Wars Empire Magical. Jedi is the greatest trilogy of all time, 
then why aren't more people emulating it? Why do we need a Ghostbusters reboot? Just more Ghostbusters, please. Right? We don't need to go back and redo Ghostbusters. We don't yeah. need to go back and do the Raiders of the you Lost Ark again. a t-shirt that says, more Ghostbusters, please. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Patent pending. No, I've always said the fact that there are only two Ghostbusters movies is the equivalent to there only being two episodes of Star Trek and going, well, we pretty much covered it. <laughs> no, you haven't. This is a giant thing you've created. Yeah, you know? and now uh, we're going to see more uh, Star Wars. But that, that is an interesting thing about Star Wars, too. For as popular as Star Wars is, there's only six of it right now. I mean, uh, you know, authentic, yeah, there's books and all this sort of stuff, too. And if you and if you want to, you know, take up a, some time, you can you can enjoy all that stuff, too. I'm reading rereading the Marvel comic books, which are dog shit, but they're just wonderful because they're 1970s trying to make up Star Wars stories. But there's only six of it. You know, this is the, only the seventh of it. For all this time, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. kind of nice and pure that we can get this excited because there's just not that much of it, they really. They did a shit ton of Saw movies in a decade, and now we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious, uh, Bart, what movie icon coming back and you just seeing a glimpse of them would make you cry? Tom Cruise. Do we Dude, know which, which movie? Top Gun 2? Top Gun or? Top Gun 2. Would that make you cry? Jack Reacher 2, <laughs> Night and Day 2. What? Yeah, but Top no. Gun 2 is a little more equivalent. <laughs> no, but like to... all of a sudden if you saw Tom Cruise like 45 slide across the floor in his underwear let's cut the shit you don't have this emotion over anything no, right? I yeah. Anything? Ah. yeah come on Paul was telling me that story and because I know that Ghostbusters can't really happen right because we lost Harold Ramis the only other thing that flashed in my mind and I don't know why but I guess I really like this movie is I think I'd get really excited if I saw like these little feet walking down the street and we started on her feet and we pulled back and we saw fucking Bridget Jones going off mm. to do her shit again I'd get really excited about that. If Bridget Jones were in 1977 and there were only two of it. Yes. And they finally were making a sequel to one that they last made in 1986. Oh, I'd be so excited. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. I really like that character and, and I that like her watching face her. The same. Yeah. Paul saw her face <laughs> you know just what? yesterday. I, yeah, I shot an event uh, that she was at and she, in she person, looked, she looked like Renee Zellweger. Yeah. So she must have been uh, puffy from the surgery very yeah. recently Maybe. when those pictures came yeah. out. Paul said she's this really slight, she's very thin. She's tiny little woman. I mean, she looked a little mm -hmm. different, but she didn't look yeah. unlike herself. So yeah. she could do Bridget Jones? <clears throat> she could. <gasps> well, she's got to gain weight, and I don't know how, fan, oh. <laughs> how much of a fan she'd be of that. You know, Karen, uh, until yeah. you asked that question, and until yes. I was unable to honestly answer it, yes. I didn't realize how empty my life is. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Because you're not crying. I have nothing Wait, to Wait, seriously, cry. you weren't aware of that? <laughs> this has been glaringly obvious to everyone else around the uh, table. Anyway, All right, Screw, all right, let's end this show the best else. way we know how with Karen's weekly celebration of the birthdays of those who make the movies. That's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Okay. It's time for the birthdays with Karen Mulpey. Let's start off this week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to everyone's favorite brother, Clint Howard. Oh, happy birthday, Clint. Clint. The ice cream man himself. Who, who turns 56 years old but can play anywhere from a nepotee to a nepoteur. Uh, a nepoteur. <laughs> Clint is the younger brother of Academy Award winner director Ron Howard. Younger? I believe he's younger, yeah, because... Yeah, if he's only 56, Clint, is that frumpier, what you said? I'll give him frumpier. He's only 56? <laughs> yes, but he had to be younger because he appeared in 17 films directed by his brother, including Ron's first directorial effort, a short film called Old Paint, mm. and Ron's first full-length feature, Grand Theft Auto. I guess Ron was in uh, he was Andy older. Griffith before Clint was in Gentle Ben, which is where I know Clint from. Oh, that's there you right. Go. Yeah, he yeah, did have Gentleman. a little... TV so now let's Star play Trek. a fun, fun game. Okay, I worked on this earlier today, and I put together a list of movies Ooh. that Ron Howard... Oh, there goes the Star Wars movie oh, poster. Uh-oh. 
Um, a post. Well, first of all, he was Whoa, not what a spoiler. in the Force Awakens. It's called Force Awakens. Awakens. Get it away from me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you the name of a movie, and you tell me whether or not Ron Howard directed his brother in this movie, okay? Oh. We'll start very easily. I myself. Cocoon. Clint was not in that. Was Clint in Cocoon? Did Ron Howard put Clint in Cocoon? I thought we'd start I'm off easy. I'm going to say no, but no. you seem to think yes. I think so. No. Adam is right. Whoa. Let's keep score. One point Isn't for Adam. He a, he's an orderly or something, right? He's a retirement home worker. You're there absolutely right. Oh, right. do I know my Cocoon? Yeah. Do I know my Oh, this is going to be a tighter game than you think. What's that movie about, Adam? Uh, a bunch of old people. They, uh, they Go out to space? Go out oh, to but space. Away <laughs> 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 All right, the next movie is Gung Ho. Clint oh, he's was not in Gung Ho. He's in Gung Ho. Clint was in Gung Ho? Yeah. You're wrong. Yes, Clint was in Gung Ho. So, yeah. Lee, yeah. He's sorry. a factory worker, right? However, not doing well. Cinderella Man. No. I'm going to say no. That was Paul Giamatti. It's a classy picture. Uh, <laughs> he was in Cinderella uh, Man. What? I never okay. saw that one. I'm telling I wondered you. why we were even playing this game because he's in everything. No, he's not. Is that the okay. boxing one, Cinderella Man? Yeah. Yes. Never saw that one. It's or really good. TV. Was he in the I'm Da Vinci Code? No. No, he was How not in Rush? the Da Vinci Code. Yes. Mm, yes. No. Yes, Rush. No. No, he wasn't. However, <laughs> I love the... How about this one? Apollo 13. <laughs> Frost Nixon. No. There's too few characters. He didn't get the nod. Actually, I think he is. He is in Frozen. Uh, yeah. I think he is. All right. Like a TV crew guy. I think if we were keeping right? score, I think, Paul, you might be falling behind. That's oh, he plays guess. Nixon. He plays Nixon, yes. <laughs> he plays Nixon he plays Shadow. Nixon. How about Far and Away? Dear Lord, I hope he's not. He probably is. He's got to so be. He There's got to be an ugly, scrubby settler. He's a perfect, perfect, ugly, scrubby settler. How about Parenthood? He's in that. That boy has no business being out yes. there. Yes. No business. He taught Steve Martin. All right. Yeah, you got Apollo 13. Apollo 13. How about Ed TV? Okay, this one we don't know. Nobody's seen it. <laughs> he, Nobody knows. He is indeed in it. Unanswerable. <laughs> IMDb seen it? IMDb has seen it. How about The That's Grinch impressive. Stole Christmas? Yes. Had a thousand yeah. characters. Yes. And how about Inferno with Tom Hanks, who's going to be playing oh, Robert Langdon? Out. What? That's coming, coming out. coming out. Yeah. Well... If he wasn't in Da Vinci Code, he's not in this. Oh, wait. Or oh, was he oh, in Da Vinci Dario Code? Dario Argento's Inferno? I don't he think was he's not in, in Da Vinci Code. Right, so he's not going to be in this. We don't know because the cast hasn't been announced completely. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's so fun. You guys are cute. Uh, next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Kevin James. Okay. Who turns 49, right. <laughs> but can play anywhere from a human Super Bowl. <laughs> In the Paul Blart franchise to a doctor. Make Bart laugh. Make Bart laugh. <laughs> Play it. In this week's release of Little Boys playing a doctor. And just last week doctor? he had a movie release where he played a complete crazy person. Mm -hmm. He's playing a doctor? He's playing yeah. a doctor. In Little Boys. Doctor. Doctor. Here's a couple of fun doctor. facts because I know, Bart, you like fun facts about fun people. Facts. Fun facts. Kevin I insist James, all my facts be fun. <laughs> much like our friend Bart Lee Caius. What's his name? Did you know that Kevin James' real name is not Kevin James? No, I did not know that. That plain name? No. Kevin George, I don't even know how to say this. Knipfing. What? K-N-I-P-F-I-N-G. Knipfing? Knipfing. It's Knipfing. Knipfing. Like Knife. Knife. His name is Knife. So he decided to take his mother's maiden name. Also, did you know that he was raised in Stony Brook, New York? Yes, and did you know that one of his wrestling teammates in high school was future WWE star, author, and friend of the show, Mick Foley? Oh. Karen, I must say that yes. all of those facts are fun. <laughs> they are fun. Every one of them. And it gets even more fun. And did not you an know? Not fact amongst that not group. That Here's Foley. an unfun fact. Yeah, he said a kidney <laughs> removed. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley 
went to high school. people die of cholera every year in Africa. It has <laughs> nothing to do with him. But Mick it's an Foley fact. also went to Cor- Cortland University oh. with Kevin James. So, fun fact, Kevin James went to college. Oh, wow. So, it's all fun. Yeah, that's fun. Super fun. That and was an, oak, that was a, an okay a, fact? Enjoyable fact. Amusing fact. That was an enjoyable fact. And lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Gina Torres, who turns 45. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but can play anywhere from a vixen. She voiced the uh, character of Vixen in the Silver Age Green Lantern. Oh, right? I know Vixen. <laughs> That's Tell you an her voice. Story about Vixen. Yes. Ahead, continue, continue. Well, I was going to say she played anywhere from a vixen to a vigilante, oh. and she played Zoe in Serenity. So she's the chick you know from oh. Firefly and Serenity. Oh, okay. Super badass, hot black chick. Beautiful. Uh, kind of a fun little, you, most people would know her from that, but the movie guys here, we know her from the TV series Huge, where she played the love interest to our very own movie guy friend of the show and also movie guy contributor, Mr. Stoney Westmoreland. Wow. True. And they made out. True. Nice. True. And she's married to Lawrence Fishburne. What? So Stoney That's made out fact. with Lawrence Fishburne's wife. Wow. And wow. lived to tell it. And Kevin James went to Stony Brook. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Do the, does the fun never end? The fun never ends. And 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 Bart, you know it's, how much I love when celebrities sing. It's true. People say, "Hey, tell me two interesting things about Karen." <laughs> yeah. And I say, first of all, check out her sneaky cam web channel on YouTube. Yes. Great sneaky cam. Lots of great sneaky. <laughs> and cam. Uh, two, she loves it when celebrities sing. I do love it. So I went out and I found a little clip. This one is weird. I uh, was going to have Gina Torres singing because she has a beautiful voice, but that wasn't weird enough. So instead, we're going to get a little Clint Howard singing <gasps> as the littlest elf- elephant in the Jungle Book from Colonel Hathi's March. You have to wait for it. He comes in eventually. That's his dad. Oh, the aim of our patrol is a question rather droll for to march and drill over field and hill. There he is. <laughs> ah, right. That reps under the movie showcast, everybody. Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are Bart Kaiser. You can follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, Sound. That's him. That's him. Oh, wow. Thanks to Melissa Villasenor. Hey, hey, Melissa. Melissa V. Uh, plugs all around. Sure. What do you think? The Boubay Sisters.com. They yes. were brought up today, right? Mm-hmm. DigitalMindProductions.com, who helps record and, and video the show every week. What do you got, uh, the Adam? Da- the download with Justin Kaufman on WGN uh, started airing, and he is putting up a lot of entertainment. And in the final hour of each show, you will hear me call in as some random character. Fantastic. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enter that on. Uh, is that nightly? Uh, yeah, th- well, this week it's broken up with uh, Blackhawks games or Bulls games. I don't know. I think they're Bulls both games, in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be weekly, I think, in a couple weeks here. But, yeah, this week is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, yeah, enter that into iTunes, uh, the download with Justin Kaufman, cool. WGN. And I'd like to plug TBS. Keep up the quality programming. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to t- plug Scientology. Scientology and TBS. <laughs> and thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing Yay! contributions to the show every week. Remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. One-stop shopping. Next week, two words, The Avengers. Holy shit. See you then. There's a second Avengers movie that's come out in my lifetime. Avengers is this. The Avengers is this. The Avengers is this. Aliens is. Fucking witch. Scarlet Witch. The Vision. In the mirror, Tully Style. That's Clint Howard.